Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Everybody has a unique talent inside them. And it's up to us to find what that unique talent is. And once we find out what that unique talent is, it's up to us to share it with the world to see. Take a few minutes to think about what is going well in your life right now. What is the good in your life right this moment? It could be your family, it could be your friends, it could be your job, it could be your business, it could be anything. You know what? You could have had a crappy day the night before. It could be I'm alive and I can continue on with my life. There's always something good that you can look at. If you do not love yourself fully and truly on who you are right now, not not who you are in the past, not who you are in the future, but who you are right this moment, you're not going to be able to, to climb that mountain. you got to love yourself first and once you start to love your first warts and all, then you can start to establish goals that you want to set for yourself because life is hard mm-hmm. and you're going to have roadblocks all the time. And if you don't feel good about yourself, it's really easy to quit. But when you feel good about yourself and you have a roadblock, okay, that didn't work. Okay, what other ways can I make it work? You start, your mind starts thinking creative. You start to have the growth mindset as opposed to having the, the, the fixed mindset because you know you know deep down that you're going to make it happen. If you believe, you, you will achieve. And the only way you can do that is fully, fully believe in yourself. So I think that is first and foremost. We set a foundation of self-love. Self-love is not selfish. It needs to be done on a daily basis. How the heck are you going to be able to help other people if you are not right? You're not going to be able to do it. I always use this example, when you're on an airplane and they talk about the, the safety features, they always tell you to put your, your mask on first before you put somebody else's mask on because you're not gonna be able to help your kids if you can't breathe. Welcome to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Universal Grace is a dose of personal development and spiritual truth to help you become the best and greatest version of yourself. I share real talks with global game changers, thought leaders, and high-performance experts in this raw and unfiltered transformational podcast. I know that we're all capable of becoming the very best version of ourselves. We just need to remember who we are and believe that we are worthy and deserving of an extraordinary life. I am here to awaken you to your infinite potential and inspire you to unlock your inner greatness and live your best life. You ready? Let's get started. Welcome back to Universal Grace. I am your host, Nadine Grace. Our guest today, his name is Paul. 
Paul was born with cerebral palsy and it was so severe that the doctors told his mom that he would never be able to walk. But thank goodness for a wonderful mom and a great mindset that was not his story. He was able to overcome it and is now able to live a very active life. It wasn't easy, however, to get to that point. But today, as a mindset coach, Paul shares his story with his clients to help them rewrite their own stories, to go after their true dreams and desires. Welcome, Paul. Thank you so much for being here with us. How are you doing today? I'm well, Nadine. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you today. Most definitely. Your story is so inspiring that it needs to be heard <laughs> to, to help, you know, our brothers and sisters realize that, you know, it's the stories that we tell ourselves that either make us or break us. And we are spiritual beings having a human experience and we can always rewrite that. So um, I want you to go into your story. At what point you say you were born with it. Mm -hmm. So how did you develop that mindset? How, why did you want to fight so badly to, you know, to, 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 I guess, lead a, a, a normal life, even though there's no such thing as a normal life, but you know, yeah. why, why did you, why did you fight? Why, why did you, how did you develop this mindset? Cause you know, to really get a, a mindset of, you know, I'm going to create my own reality. It's not something that comes easy it takes a lot of, a lot of, I guess, resilience and persistence. So can you just share, share your story with our listeners with us? Absolutely. Um, if your viewers don't know what cerebral palsy is, um, first and foremost, that is a uh, lack of oxygen in the brain at labor. And as a result of this lack of oxygen to the, uh, the brain at labor, it can lead one side of the body paralyzed. It can affect your speech. Uh, a lot of bad things can happen. And this is permanent. These things do not go away. So when I was born, I wasn't moving the right side of my body very much. And naturally, my mother was very concerned about that. So she took me to the doctors to get testing done. And it did indeed come back that I did suffer from cerebral palsy. And the first doctor thought it was so severe that they thought I would never be able to walk. And it would be a good idea when I got to a certain age to get me ready to be in a wheelchair because that was going to be my life going forward. And um, I had a conversation with my mom uh, years ago about this. And she, she told me that when she first got that diagnosis, she went to uh, sleep, crying herself to sleep, thinking what was going to come of her son, the, the struggles that he's going to have to go through in his, in his life. And she told me the next day when she woke, woke up and um, she went to see me to get me ready for the day um, that I looked up at her. If to say to her, uh, don't let this be my story, mom. And that mama bear roared inside of her and she decided to, to have a mission. And the mission was that she was going to have her son be able to walk. It wasn't going to be a hope. It was going to be a belief that that was going to happen. So she got a third opinion, a fourth opinion, a fifth opinion, finally found a physician willing to help. And with this physician's help and me doing physical therapy five to six times a week, I was able to walk at age three. Now, I don't really remember that, but obviously that's a huge feat with these other doctors saying that that was not going to happen. But I do remember being put into soccer when I was about five years old. And at the time, I probably could run, I don't know, 25 to 50 yards where my leg would give out and I couldn't run anymore. So I'm basically standing there on the soccer field while these kids are playing soccer around me. And I remember feeling so defeated. 
And I'll never forget what my mom told me because it still sticks in my head to, to this day. Um, I told my mom I didn't want to play soccer anymore because I'm just making a fool out of myself. and I'm just standing there while these kids are playing soccer around me. She told me, she goes, Paul, if you don't want to play soccer anymore, that's fine. But you need to honor your commitments. So you need to finish out that soccer season. And after that soccer season, if you don't want to play soccer anymore, that's your prerogative. And that's exactly what has happened. I'm 41 years old. And I haven't played soccer in, in my life since. But I got a big break right after that soccer season. I got surgery in my right foot to tighten up the tenant, to, get a little, to give me a little bit more spring in my step. And I'll never forget this. I switched schools around this time. And I remember my first day of PE, physical education. We did our stretches and the teacher says, okay, guys, run a lap. And I'm thinking to myself, here we go again. I'm going to run 25 to 50 yards and I'm going to have to stop. And these kids are going to see that and they're going to start to tease me. But because of the surgery, it was different. I was able to go past that point where I normally have to stop. And I remember saying to myself, come on, Paul, you got this, buddy. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And I finished the lap with the other kids. On the outside, I kept it cold. But the inside, I was like, yes, yes, yes. The first time in my life where I just fit in, I didn't stand out. And because of the surgery, things got easier for me. But I wouldn't consider them easy. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was uh, about 12 years old. So I had to switch schools. And that's a tough age to switch schools. Mm -hmm. Middle school, uh, kids are going through hormonal changes. They're becoming teenagers. And these other kids have been going to school uh, for years and years together. So they already have their cliques and it's hard to just break in. So just being a new kid alone is going to be a tough. But I'm a new kid with, who walks with a limp and holds his right arm differently. So I couldn't break in with these kids. I couldn't, get, I couldn't gain any friendships. I was pretty much bullied and teased in school. I would slam down on the ground, uh, all kinds of stuff. And I, I came from a, I don't know, old school way of thinking that you just don't tattle on people. So I just held this in. I didn't tell my, my mom. I didn't tell anybody about this. And I'm, I was holding all this anger and sadness inside of me. And while this was going on, my mom raised me Catholic. So she wanted me to go to a Catholic high school. So I had to take an assessment test to see where they were going to place me academically when I got to high school. Well, I must have bombed a test because when I met with the principal and my mother, the principal tells the both of us that they're going to put me at the lowest level possible and they don't expect much from me. I don't seem like I'm college material. After one test, this principal says this to us. So now, not only am I getting bullied and teased in school and I have no friends, now I think I'm stupid. I remember just crying myself to sleep most nights going, why me? Why do I have to go through this? Why can't I just be like one of the other kids? And Aideen, I don't know what came over me, but midway through my eighth grade, I was just sick and tired of being angry and sad all the time because those were my go-to emotions. But I knew deep down they weren't the emotions that, that I held true most of the time. But because of the environment I was in, that were, that were coming out most of the time. And I thought to myself, what could I do to distract me from these feelings? And I thought, what if I set a goal for myself? And I focused in on the goal, and that would help me ignore the outside noise that's going on. And I thought, well, what can I make a goal about? And I thought, well, I love baseball. Why don't I try to make my varsity high school baseball team? So I started, I enrolled in fall ball, winter ball, spring ball. And if I wasn't doing that, I was throwing tennis ball against the wall. And these coaches were starting to notice that I'm playing all the time. And uh, one coach in particular pulls me aside after practice and goes, what, what are you trying to accomplish here? I see that you're playing every season. What do you want to do? And, and I just kind of didn't want to say it. 
I, well, I was just going to play baseball. I just like baseball. And he goes, no, there's more to it. What do you want to do? And I, I took a deep breath and I told him that I wanted to make my varsity baseball team. And I thought he was just going to laugh at me, but he didn't. He paused for a second. He said, Hmm, that's doable. I'm like, what? That's doable. He's like, yeah, that's doable. He goes, but you need to have other people keep you accountable for this goal. And I go, what do you mean by that? He goes, after practice tomorrow, I'm going to call everybody together and you're going to tell the kids that this is your goal. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. They're going to tease me. They're going to make fun of me. No, no, no. I want to. And he's like, you have to do it. You got to have people keep you accountable. You got to put it out there that this is your goal. So after practice, he brings all the kids together and he tells, and he, he gives me the floor and I tell the kids that I want to make my varsity baseball team. And I thought after that they were going to do it, they were just going to start bullying and teasing me saying, whatever, this kid's not going to do it. But instead they started clapping. And I remember having tears rolling down my face, like, wow, I can't believe these, these kids support me. And that alone, that alone changed my life. I, I started sending a different energy out towards kids. I started to held my shoulders back, my head up. And as a result of this new energy I was sending out to these kids, they were sending a different energy back towards me. In other words, instead of bullying and teasing me, they started to root for me all because of my energy shift. And that alone's the win. Regardless of the baseball team, that's the win right there. But the cherry on top of the whole thing was I was able to make my varsity baseball team as a junior and a senior. In my senior year, I pitched a three-hit shutout, and they poured the Gatorade on me, and I felt so alive. I felt so great about myself. And then I graduated high school and I really started to think about that goal that I set for myself in middle school about making the varsity baseball team. See, when I made that goal, I just thought it was just a way to distract myself from being bullied and teased, but I was able to accomplish the goal. Somebody with cerebral palsy made a varsity baseball team. Um, so I thought about what that principal said to me years earlier about not being college material. See all through my uh high school career, I pretty much mailed it in because I thought to myself, what's the point? I'm not college material. Just do enough to stay eligible to play baseball and move on. And that's what I did. And I thought, well, I just made this goal and I was able to complete it. Why can't I set another goal for myself to make, to say that I am college material? So I enrolled into a junior college because that was the only place that would accept me at the time. I got myself a math tutor. I got myself another tutor for other subjects. I went to the math lab. I did everything necessary to help increase my grade point average. And with all the hard work I put in, I took my barely a 2.0 all the way to a 3.5, where I was able to transfer to four-year university, and I was able to graduate college because I was college material. And I so wanted to go back to that principal and say, see, see, you're right. You're wrong. I am college material. But in the end, I should probably thank her. Uh, for giving me that motivation because her her voice was playing my head the whole time I was going to college saying I wasn't college material and I was like I'm going to show you I am college material so this was an awesome feat in, in my life and now I'm 22 23 years old I have no life experience whatsoever I have no idea what the heck I want to do with my life um, I had a family friend who was a, a CEO of a small bank and he said hey have you ever thought about being a mortgage loan officer I'll hire you and I'm like I got nothing going on. Let's try it. So he hires me. And when I get in, no one wants to talk to me. I'm getting shunned. I haven't felt this way since middle school. I'm like, what is going on? But I quickly realized what the problem was. Everybody knew that I knew the uh, CEO of the company. 
So it wasn't because of my talents, it's because who I knew. So what they were going to do was they were going to chew me up and spit me out because I didn't belong there because I because I didn't have the skills. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to prove them wrong. So I had a positive attitude. I didn't complain about the workload. And from afar, because they didn't want to talk to me, I was observing what top loan officers did in the company. And I'll never forget this. My first day of wanting to go out uh, into the field and, and, and get mortgage loans for the first time, I, I thought I was ready. And my uh, the CEO of the company stops and he goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I think I'm ready. I'm going to go out in the field and get loans. And he has a concerned look on his face like, no, 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 no. You are not ready. Let's get you some more training. And we'll get you out soon. I'm like, no, 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 I got this. He's like, okay. So I go out there and he was absolutely right. I had no business going out there. I needed more training. I was falling on my face left and right, being abused by these clients. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But slowly but surely, I started to gain uh, understanding of value I could add to these clients. And slowly but surely, I started to get loans and more loans and more loans. And two years later, I became a top producer in this company. And people that uh, didn't want to talk to me when I first got there are now coming to me with questions on how I was able to become a top producer in such, such a short amount of time. And I started to really, really enjoy the industry. I was really, really loving it. And then 2008, 2009 hit and the economy tanked it. And I would, I would get a job in the, in the mortgage industry and the whole company would go belly up and I have to get another job in the industry. And this happened like three or four times. So I started to really lose the luster of being in the, in the industry. I'll never forget my last place I was at, they brought in this motivational speaker to motivate the team to get us all, all jazzed up to bring in more loans. And the guy blew me away. The guy was awesome. So after the presentation, I made a point to go talk to him and tell him how great of a job he did. And he was very, very gracious. He uh, allowed me to pick his brain a little bit. He said he started as a life coach. And I'm like, what the heck is a life coach? And he explained that to me. I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's what I want to do. So I started to get my uh, uh, coaching certificate while I was still in the mortgage industry. And my plan was to continue to do the mortgage industry and coach on the, on the side as a part-time gig. And, um, and I was starting to tell people, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to become a coach. And they're like, okay, whatever, life coach, whatever, just get loans. They're kind of humor me. And things started to get serious. I got my website up and everything was going on. I'm starting to put things on social media. And the, uh, the, uh, the company I was at, the legal team comes to me and goes, I, I've been observing what you've been putting on social media. What is this side business? And I told them I wanted to get into coaching. I was very transparent. And they're like, this could be a conflict of interest. We'll get back to you. I'm thinking, well, that does not sound good. So they came back to me with a five-page report of what I could and couldn't say in, in the coaching world. And I'm looking at this going, there's no way I'm going to make any traction in this coaching world if I follow this to the T. So I, I knew I had to make some changes. So I spent a year paying down all my debts, doing everything necessary to, for me to take this leap of faith. And that after that year was up, I, I quit the mortgage industry. And people are like, what in the heck are you doing, buddy? You just made President's Club. You're, you're about to go on a cruise to, to celebrate this. And you're going to quit? I go, yeah, I'm going to quit. I have another purpose I want to do. And they're like, this, this coaching thing is a pie in the sky thing. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be back. What is this? I'm like, well, maybe, but I, I want to give it a go. And then for a while, I thought they were going to be right. Because I could not get clients to sign up for me. Nobody wanted, nobody trusted me. And I finally realized what the issue was. How do I expect other people to be vulnerable with me if I'm not vulnerable with them? Mm -hmm. See, the story I told you about having cerebral palsy, I wanted to bury that story. I don't want to tell anybody that story because all through growing up, 
All I wanted to do was fit in. I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want any special treatment. I wanted everybody to treat me like anybody else. So anytime some, somebody saw me limping or holding my right arm differently, I'd make up silly excuses. And if I even brought up having cerebral palsy, I'd be near in tears because I didn't want to go there. But I thought the only way I was going to get traction is if I own my story. So I started telling my story and it was shaky at first, but I started selling it over and over and over again. And I remember this, my first client ever goes, Paul, I don't have cerebral palsy, but I have X, Y, and Z. And I would love it if, if I, I could hire you to help me. And we just started building from there. And now I'm on a mission to help people rewrite their stories and take control of their lives. And that brings me to present day. Oh, oh my gosh. Where do I even begin? That, that story was so amazing. Like, oh my gosh, it was so awesome. I love the way that, you know, you walk me through it from birth till, you know, till middle school, till, you know, that principal telling you that you'll never go to college till the coach believing in you and kudos to your mom, kudos to your mom for, for believing in you and speaking life into you into letting you realize that this will not be your story. Wow. That was so powerful. And look at you now, you know, you went from a baby that was pretty much unable to walk until you were three years old mm -hmm. to, um, you know, getting what teased by kids because you, you couldn't run fast enough or long enough yeah. to where you are right now. That's just, that is so powerful. That just goes to show you that it's not where you are right now. It's where you see yourself It's the stories that you're telling us, telling or telling yourself. And if you had withheld that story about your cerebral palsy, because you were ashamed of it, you wouldn't be free. You wouldn't be where you are right now because you were meant to experience what you experienced. So you could help people to change their lives. How powerful is that? Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. So, and now you're a mindset coach, helping your clients, your, your, um, I, I don't like to say students because we're all teachers and students in this, you know, thing called life, but you're, you're helping your students to rewrite their life, recognizing and realizing that it's really the story that we tell ourselves. If we look at ourselves as being defeated, like I did for most of my life, I, like, I didn't even realize that I was creating my own reality until, um, what was it? This was 2000 until 2013. And I'm in my 40s now. So that wasn't that long ago. And all that time, I thought that literally that someone was doing something to me. I thought that I was a victim of my reality. I was a victim of my circumstances. And I believed that things were happening to me and not for me. And when you realize that you are really creating your reality. You're co-creating with God and you have the full power of God to take control of your life. It changes you. It really changes you. And, you know, it just, I, I really hope that anyone who's listening right now, if you're in a situation where you feel so defeated and you feel like you just don't want to live another day and you just like so sick and tired of waking up to the same old experiences every day 
understand that you're creating this entire reality in your mind because before you can see it on the outside, you must be able to see it on the inside. So it's important to work on your internal environment. Your internal environment is where everything begins. And it's that internal chatter that you're having with yourself is how you're seeing yourself is how you're viewing yourself. So start looking at yourself as someone who has the full power of God. You heard Paul's story. Paul was able to go to change his life from being a kid that was born with cerebral palsy that didn't work walk until he was three years old. And now he's active and he's helping others to rewrite their stories, to understand that you can rewrite your story. (laughs) You have the full power of God. You are a co-creator. You're a co-creator with your, your reality right now. And life is not happening to you. Life is happening for you. I get really passionate about that, Paul, because I was not too long ago, I was miserable. And um, just blaming everyone except for myself. And then I really had to take a good look at myself like, okay, so something, (laughs) something needs to change. And then when I learned about the law of attraction, I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm really attracting everything that I'm, that I'm bringing into my physical reality. So I made a decision to change that. And is it easy? No, because your ego will always try to come and tell you that, you know, you're not worthy, you're not deserving, but it's up to us to really, you know, to, to stand in our truth and, and walk in that truth every day. So what are some of the things that you do on a daily basis to stay grounded, to stay committed, to stay to like, what does your, I like to talk about morning routine because my morning routine really changed my life. The, the habits that, that I've implemented is, and, you know, just, just being determined to, to learn and grow every day. It really changed the way that I see the world and see myself. So what does your morning routine looks like? How do you start your day? I'm glad you brought up morning routine because that's something that that I do. Uh, I have a morning routine for myself and something I preach to uh, uh, my clients as well. When you wake up in the morning, before you start whatever normal routine you have, take a few minutes to think about what is going well in your life right now. What is the good in your life right this moment? It could be your family, it could be your friends, it could be your job, it could be your business, it could be anything. You know what? You could have had a crappy day the night before. It could be I'm alive and I can continue on with my life. There's always something good that you can look at. And the the thing about doing this is you start to prime your brain to look at good things that could happen in your day. Like you could get something on your phone that says free coffee up. The day keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger because I'm my, my mind is seeking that because it's the same thing with the negative, right? You alluded to it, right? If you're, if your mind is thinking negative, your mind's going to seek towards it. So you could be driving to work and you could get a flat tire and go, just my luck. This would happen to me. Things like that do happen to me. And I would say to that individual, yeah, things do happen to you like that is because you're seeking it you're seeking the negative. Your mind goes to what you're thinking about. I use this example all the time because I think it's, that's pretty, pretty good example. When you buy a new car and now all of a sudden you drive that car around the the city, all of a sudden you didn't see it before, but you see that same car all over the place because your mind's looking for it. It's the same thing with your mind, positive and negative. Your mind seeks what you're going to do to. And that's why, you know, we talk about the law of attraction. That's exactly what it is. Your mind seeks what you're thinking. 
I like that. I like how you say, take a few minutes first thing in the morning to reflect upon what's going good in your life, because it's so easy. We were conditioned to, to always look at what's not working. It's just the survival brain trying to find what's not working to take us back there. So that's something that I didn't do. Actually, I, I, I start my morning by working out, but I, I think I like that because that's really setting your, your mindset into getting your reticular or what is it called? RTA our reticular or something system working um, to have you focus on what's going right. So when you focus on what's what's working right, then your mind will find all the good things. And even if you do have, you know, something that negative happened, which, you know, it all depends on how we perceive negativity, your mind won't go to that. It will go to what's working. I like that. That's really good because it's what we feed our minds is what we focus on. What we focus on expands. And if we're, we, we're con- consistently focusing on, oh my gosh, you know, I, I had such a bad day yesterday and I have so many meetings today and I don't have enough time. Like your mind is going to find reasons to make you feel crappy. And that's something that I, I still work on that. I really do. That's something that I work on on a daily basis. I monitor my mind. Now I'm learning to like, to just be in the present moment. I monitor my mind to make sure that I'm not focusing on anything that's not going to serve me because it really is easy to look at what's not working. It's really easy, even though with the state of the world, it's so easy to go online. I don't watch TV, so I really don't know anything about the news. But then when you go on Facebook, you know, you see everything that you don't want to see. (laughs) And it's really easy to just go on social media and get tuned into that type of frequency that, you know, is not going to serve you. So as far as your, your clients, what is the biggest mindset obstacles, I guess, do you see with them? Like, what do you see in your clients that, that leads you to say, okay, I need, I need to, I I need to have them focus on this in order to, to switch their mindset. Like, what do you see in them in terms of mindset? Well, yeah, that's the thing is before uh, I, I, I let them dive into a goal that they want to set or the way they want to change their lives, uh, we stop for a second and we, mm-hmm. we start with their foundation and we talk about that limited belief and their, your self-esteem. Because if you do not love yourself fully and truly on who you are right now, not, not who you are in the past, not who you are in the future, but who you are right this moment you're not going to be able to, to climb that mountain. You got to love yourself first. And once you start to love your first warts and all, then you can start to establish goals that you want to set for yourself because life is hard mm. and you're going to have roadblocks all the time. And if you don't feel good about yourself, it's really easy to quit. But when you feel good about yourself mm. and you have a roadblock and you really want this goal, you really want it bad. You might say to yourself, okay, that didn't work. Okay, what other ways can I make it work? You start, your mind starts thinking creative. You start to have the growth mindset as opposed to having the, the, the fixed mindset because you know, you know deep down that you're going to make it happen. If you believe you, you will achieve, and the only way you can do that is fully, fully believe in yourself. So I think that is first and foremost. We set a foundation of self-love. Self-love is not selfish. It needs to be done on a daily basis. How the heck are you going to be able to help other people if you are not right? You're not going to be able to do it. I always use this example. When you're on an airplane and they talk about the, the safety features, they always tell you to put your, your mask on first before you put somebody else's mask on because you're not going to be able to help your kids if you can't breathe. 
I love that. Oh my gosh. You see me over here. Just like, I just love it. I love everything that you're saying. Self-love cultivate that self-love. Oh, wow. I just love it. I love it. I love it. Because if you don't love yourself, then you don't believe in yourself. And if you don't believe in yourself, then it doesn't you, like, you're not going to achieve the goals that you set out. I so love this because that's something I try to cultivate as well. I having a six-year-old and homeschooling my six-year-old, I tend to, you know, put him first, which is not the right thing to do. We were told to put your children first. We were told that loving ourselves is so selfish in Jamaica. There is a term that they use self-recommendation, self-love is no recommendation or something to that nature. And it's, it's just, it's, it's looked upon as you being selfish. I've been told I'm selfish all my life. It's looked upon as being selfish and, you know, you're too self-absorbed and, 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 Wow. Look at that. Like I completely love, love, love how you come out with love yourself because it's not talked about very often when you really pour into yourself, people who don't really understand that they look at you like, wow, that just, you're just so selfish. You're just so this, you're, even my mom, when she visits, she tells me that I'm selfish because I pour into myself before I pour into my, my son. And when I do pour into my son, before I pour into myself, I feel depleted. And I feel irritable and agitated. And I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to send that type of vibration out and, and that type of frustration out to my son. So it is so important. I'm so glad that you brought that up in loving yourself, pouring into yourself, pour, fill yourself up and let the overflow come out into other people. So what are some of the things that you would recommend in to start loving yourself? What, what are some of the tools and methods that you use to, to, to create that self-love? First and foremost, everybody has a unique talent inside them. And it's up to us to find what that unique talent is. And once we find out what that unique talent is, it's up to us to share it with the world to see. So that's where I would start uh, with my clients is we start to build on what they do well and what they're passionate about. I have them listed out and I don't, and I don't want them to judge it. Because we have a sense of judging, right? We want to, we write something down and go, oh, no, 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 not that. Stop that. I want you just to write and don't look at it. Just keep writing what you do well. Write, 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 write. Do it for 20, 30 minutes and then go back on it and look at it and go, wow, I like doing that. I like doing this. And circle a few that you think are on the top of your list. And those are the things that you want to start to engage in because that could send you to a different it could send you traveling somewhere. It could send you different work. It could send you into different relationships. It's having your mind think from a different angle. And I think that's first and foremost, we got to get out of our rut. A lot of us are in that funk, right? And the only way we can do that is we got to be thinking out of things in a different, in, in different lens. And that's one of the things that I like to do is have people write out what they like to do or what they do well. And then we'll go back into it and on, on a few of them that they really like to do and we'll examine them, examine something that they could try with whatever they put down on the piece of paper. Now, this is what you call value. You are dropping some valuable information and I'm taking notes. <laughs> I am taking notes. I love, love, love how you say to focus on our strength, focus on what we 
you know, we shine in and, 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 and build upon that. And how many of us do that? Not too many people. We're so, we tend to be so, so hard on ourselves, you know, figuring, you know, try to, I know for me, I did in the past and I still find myself doing that sometimes, but then I, I have the tools to switch myself around where I'm, I'm always looking at what I'm not doing right. For instance, if I get up and I set a goal, this is, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, I'm going down the list of goals. And if the day ends and then I don't have half of those goals completed. I used to feel defeated and angry and so mad at myself and I'm a failure. Like I did that for so long and I didn't realize that it was affecting my vibration, the way I was feeling, just how the confidence, the confidence, like if we keep beating up on ourselves, then that lowers our self-esteem and our confidence. So I love how you say to write down your strength. What are you good at? What, what areas do you feel? Because like you said, we all have our own unique strength. We all have our own unique talents and gifts. There are no accidents. We all came here with special gifts and talents that, um, that are meant to be used in the world. I just love that. So as far as as far as um, someone, if someone is listening right now, they're trying to figure out what the heck am I good at? What are my passions? What am I here for? What is my purpose? Because that's something that I struggled with. I found my purpose a couple of years ago. It literally just came to me when I, you know, I just woke up one day and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know. Like it just came to me. And, and as I began to walk into it, it becomes more brighter and brighter. So what if there's a lot of people right now especially during this pandemic who, you know, they're starting, their eyes are starting to open to what is really going on. And they're like, okay, so I, what is it, especially someone who has lost their job, right? What is it that I want to do with myself right now in this very moment? What is it? I don't want to go back into, you know, I want to be, I want to start my entrepreneurial journey. How would you, what advice would you give to someone who really wants to walk in their purpose, but they have no freaking clue what it is? <laughs> How would they identify it? Well, first, I think you got to give yourself some grace. I mean, the fact that you, you're in a rut, you don't want to be in your job or you lost your job. We're all human beings. You're, you're entitled to feel sad. You're entitled to feel angry. Don't, don't bottle those feelings up because it's just mm. going to get worse. Lean into your feelings. If you're angry, you're sad. It's okay. And, and, and give yourself that grace to feel bad for yourself. It, 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 there's nothing wrong with you. We all do. We all feel bad. And, and we're not, if you're, if you don't feel bad, you're not a human being. Mm. We all feel bad. So don't, don't feel bad. Give yourself some grace, but there's going to be a point in your life where you're going to say to yourself, I don't want to be angry anymore. I don't want to be sad anymore. And the, the easiest way to snap out of it is goes back to that gratitude piece. What is going well in my life right this moment? What is it? Because there is always something good that you can look to. And once you start to look at something good, your mind will start building things from there. Your, your creative juices will start to flow. Okay, this is going well. So maybe I should look at over here. Maybe I should talk to this person. And the more we start to let our, our mind go with the good, more good will happen. I like that. Gratitude always saves me when I'm feeling negative. Yeah, <laughs> that is too. so true. Like mm -hmm. gratitude always saves me when I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, it's, I, sh I should have accomplished this particular goal or I'm moving too fast or I need the resources. I go back to what is going right. What, and it could be, there's always something to be grateful for. And I always go back to this. If you're listening to this podcast right now, that means that your ears work. There's a lot of people who are not able to hear. 
And that is the truth. There's a lot of people that I've never even seen a smartphone or a smart device to even be able to, you know, have a device to listen to it on. There's a lot of people who don't have access to clean water. And if you have access to clean water, then you have something to be grateful for. If you are listening to this, you're alive, which means that you have the ability to change your life. You have the ability, you have one more day to, to do something different. So there is always something to be grateful for. And I love how you went into gratitude because that's something that is not taught really in school. There's a lot of things that aren't taught in school. But <laughs> and that's one of them that you can always use gratitude as a way to raise your vibration because everything is about vibration our feelings, you know, we're all energy beings having a human experience. And I keep reminding myself on that too. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not this body. I'm not this flesh. I'm not this, you know, bones. I am actually a spiritual being on a mission and I'm having a human experience. I am co-creating with God. I have the full power of God to create whatever reality that I want. I constantly have to remind myself because I do sometimes get into that funk where, you know, that low feeling that, you know, because our feelings let us know how the heck we're feeling and how we're vibing. So I love how you bring up that gratitude, using gratitude to raise your vibration, changing your internal state without you changing your internal state and change your story it's, you're going to keep living that same life over and over again. And then it's going to get to a point where it's, it's going to be unbearable. That's how my life was. It was unbearable. And I could not wake up to another moment living like that anymore. And I had to make the, the, the decision and I'm still making every day. I'm making changes to my life every day, every day. This is an everyday thing. And that's what I try to tell my students, my, you know, that every day you wake up with an intention to, to make today better than the day before. It's, it's every day. So as far as, I know, we're, I'm gonna go back into your morning routine. You talk about waking up and then reflecting on what's going right. Do you also like include like self-affirming statements like affirmations and visualizations and journaling? Like, do you do those things as well to get your creative juices going and to put you in the right state? Yeah, I do something. You, you might do this too. Uh, I, I manifest. I manifest what I want my day to be. I already say as if it already happened. You know, I'm going to have a great, I, I had a great breakfast and I haven't eaten yet. You know, I, I had a great day at work and what, what are my senses are like? Well, how did I feel? What was I touching? What did I smell? What did the light look like? I manifest the day. And I think that that is important act as if it already happened. I think it's huge. It's scientifically proven. If you manifest, things go your way. Things will go your way because you're tricking your mind. It already happened. I like that. So being in resonance, be, because we're human beings. Mm -hmm. So just be the vibration that you're seeking. That is something, if I'm, if I'm honest with you or with my, my listeners, that's something that I struggle with because I, it is really, it really is. If you don't really be the vibration that you want, then you're going to, it's, it's basically, it's going to be a struggle. And I find myself now getting better at it and really believing in myself that this is actually, this is how I want to show up for my day. So what I start doing now, I like that you brought that up, is writing down the values and the emotions that I want to embody for the day. I want to embody, you know, happiness or 
compassion or I want to embody someone with resilience. So it's being that vibration, that frequency that you want to embody. And I love how you say you speak it into existence as if it already happened. So you, you pretty much say, thank you so much that I had. So even before this meeting, did you, did you manifest that? Did you say thank you for an, an amazing conversation? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. did? Oh, yeah, I did. Coming into a a podcast, talking with somebody. Uh I always do that. I want to manifest a great podcast because, you know, you're you're putting me on as a guest. So I want to make sure that I'm adding value. So that's why I say to myself, wow, how good. I, I think to myself, I fast forward to the end of the podcast going, wow, we had a great conversation, didn't we? You know, I, I think about that. I think about after the fact. And Do you actually see, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying after you see what? Did you, do you actually see the image or do you just feel the emotions of it and think about it? Do you, do you visualize uh, depending it? On the, depending on the thing, but yeah, like this one, I, I, I just imagined being in front of the laptop and having a smile on my face and having you having a smile on, on your face going, wow, we, we just put together a really good show together. I like that. Yeah. I love this value that you're dropping yeah. because we literally create our experiences. We literally create our experiences. We literally create, and I, I love to say, say that over and over again, because, you know, a lot of people are walking around in victim mentality. And I was one of, I was the biggest victim ever thinking that life is just happening to me and I don't have any control, but we're literally creating our realities and we can speak things into existence. We can, we can, and create that experience that we want to embody and we want to we want to live so wow that is amazing this is such an amazing discussion do you mind if I ask you to come back <laughs> I would love it I would love it that would be great yeah awesome 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 because I'm looking at the time now and it's almost five o'clock we've been talking for a little while I love this conversation I just love your story I love how you you know you just totally 100% transform your mind and now you're just this big ball of energy who's raising the vibrational frequency of the universe and helping other people to recognize and realize that they have the full power of God within them and they too can rewrite their story. So thank you so, 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 so much, Paul, for just dropping all that wisdom, all that knowledge and all that truth, because everything that we're talking about is the truth that we're, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. So what are, what are you working on any particular projects? What projects are you working on? Well, I, I'm really, I've, I've manifest something that has come true and is, has a lot of momentum. I, um, I started a, a Facebook group called Rewrite Your Story, and it's from people all over the world. And we just come together and we allow people to tell their stories and we're there just to support, not to judge. And we have meetups every, uh, every month where we, again, we come together as a group. We see each other on Zoom. And we just talk and we, we, we just lift each other up and we feel so, I feel so jazzed up right after these meetings, because mm. I'm like, wow, I'm these great, these people that are in this group that they, they surprised me with so, so much of their, 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 their love that they have for, mm. for the other members of the group. So it's really starting to build some momentum. So uh, if any of your uh, li- listeners want to come into the group, rewrite your story, we'd be happy to have you is tell your story and you'll have people there to support without any judgment. So that's really what I'm working on now. Uh, later in uh, 2022, um, 
when the, you know, the restrictions kind of go a little bit of COVID, I want to get back into the speaking realm because I love nothing better than a live audience, right? Just, you know, it's fun to do it on Zoom, but nothing better than having that live energy right in front of you. So I want to start to get more into uh, speaking again. I love that. I love your Facebook group. I may just join it. I love Please that. Do. Yes. And what is it called again? Uh, rewrite your story. Rewrite your story. So if anyone wants to join right now, they can just go on Facebook, type in rewrite your story and click to join it. And then you'll approve it. That's amazing. And yeah. and how can our listeners connect with you? Uh, the easiest way to connect with me is uh, through my website. It's called a call to action coach. And uh, you can set up appointment with me through the website. And if you're old school, I have my cell phone on my uh, on my on my on my website. So if you just want to call me and we can set something up that way, that's fine too. I I, I make myself very accessible to everybody. Look at that! You're the prime example that <clears throat> nothing can hold you back unless you have made that decision that it will. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on Universal Grace, dropping just amazing value, value, amazing, valuable information and showing the world that anything is possible as long as you believe in yourself. Thank you, Paul. Nadine, you're very, very inspiring. I loved our conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Universal Grace Podcast and being part of this amazing community. I consider each episode part of a lifelong conversation of you and I hanging out and helping each other rise to the top. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. So I'll see you on the next episode. But in the meantime, remember to head on over to universalgracepodcast.com and get some extra special resources that you won't find anywhere else. Thanks for listening and let love guide you.